Broadcaster Jim Nance had a relationship with John Madden. He was recently reflecting on that relationship and admitted that he wished he would have spent more time with the legendary broadcaster. It got me thinking about our relationship with God, and I wonder, why don't we spend as much time with him? And what are the parallels? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It Podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by Luke Heaton, and we are fired up for today's episode because we are unpacking how our awe and reverence for God should actually draw us closer to Him instead of intimidating us, and we're going to unpack why we don't spend more time with him. And we're going to take a look at this relationship dynamic between Jim Nance and John Madden. It's all very intriguing and can't wait to hear uh, your thoughts and, and share uh, this conversation with you. Uh, thanks to everybody listening to the podcast as you do each week. Uh, we appreciate the, the way that you rate, review, and respond to us. Uh, keep it coming and, and continue to share the podcast for everybody that uh, leaves comments on Facebook and, and LinkedIn and Twitter. If you're watching it there, uh, we greatly appreciate that as well as YouTube. And so we're, we're very grateful to you as a listener and viewer and supporter of Unpack it, Unpacking It. And uh, we can't do it without you. So, so we appreciate it. And, and those of you that support this ministry financially, uh, we're, we're especially uh, thankful for you. And uh, if you're interested in joining our monthly support team, uh, that would be amazing. So, so pray about it. And uh, you can find out more information, unpackingit.com slash donate. All right. So uh, here at Unpacking It, we, uh, we send out a devotional Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It takes a sports topic, relates it to the Bible, relates it to, to life, and it's designed to challenge and encourage you uh, in your walk with Jesus. And, and so that goes out through email. Uh, and so you can subscribe for free on unpackingit.com. And then here on this podcast, we take one of those topics and we unpack it in, in a lot of different ways, have a fun conversation about it, and, and we're able to go a little bit deeper into that topic. Uh, today's topic is, is different and interesting because it's not necessarily a current sports story, but this is one of my favorite topics that, that we've talked about in, in a long time. I just find it uh, really interesting, mainly because of these two characters, Jim Nance and John Madden. And so before we jump in, I want to thank our sponsor, Sugar Creek Coffee. Uh, was drinking some Sugar Creek Coffee this morning and uh, always appreciate uh, the, the deliciousness of Sugar Creek. And they specialize in handcrafted small batch artesian roasted coffee. And they don't roast until you actually place an order. So you can be assured the freshest roasted coffee is delivered to your door. Visit SugarCreekCoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. Let me say that again because I was informed 
that a listener went on, ordered some Sugar Creek coffee, and forgot to use the promo code UNPACK. You got to use it. You're going to save some money, and it lets Sugar Creek know that you heard about Sugar Creek from the Unpacking It podcast. So, sugarcreekcoffee.com, promo code UNPACK, and also, you're better off ordering two bags of Sugar Creek at a time uh, based on shipping and packaging and all that. So, encourage you to do that as well. All right, Luke, we got a fun one today. We're talking Jim Nance. We're talking John Madden. And first off, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. Big Game 7 stars victory over our boy Sean Seattle Kraken. So him and I were texting back and forth yesterday, talking a little a little friendly trash talk. But I like the it. stars are on to the Western Conference Finals. So feeling great today. Very cool. I, I had it on the, the TV, but uh, ended up watching a, a sitcom instead. But uh, ah. but I, I hope you had hope you had fun watching uh, watching your your team no surprises win. Surprises there, no surprises. That's right, that's right. But uh, but anyway, so last week the NFL schedule release extravaganza took place, which is so funny how the NFL has found a way to make a big deal out of everything they do. Everything. And so it was a whole night of celebrating, and you know, throughout the the, the coming days or the, the, the days after the, the release, you heard from all the different broadcasters. So I caught Kurt Metafee. I caught Joe Buck. You know, they're all talking about the, the schedule and the marquee games. And so Jim Nance was on with Rich Eisen. They talked about the schedule, but then they talked about Thanksgiving games and, and this idea that, you know, Thanksgiving Day football games are now kind of branded as John Madden and with his, you know, iconic name and 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 yep. his connection to thanksgiving and the, the turducken. turkey legs everything the turducken 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 baby so uh so anyway so he was on with rich eisen and what jim nance said about his relationship with john madden is is really worth uh if you can go you can go listen to it but i'll read some of the the quotes today uh where he said so they live near each other all right and they saw each other occasionally uh but jim nance says and I didn't get to see him as much as I should have. But I saw him on occasion for breakfast, cup of coffee, a walk. And this is going to sound really bizarre, but I was intimidated by him. And he was not an intimidating guy. That was the last thing he'd want anybody to feel because he certainly didn't try to admit anything to you that made you feel uncomfortable. But he was just so big, and I had so much respect and appreciation for him. And so Jim Nance, who's as you know, accomplished as anybody in the broadcasting world and, and has an aura himself. And believe it or not, I've, I've met him multiple times and, and love Jim Nance, huge fan. Um, and even for me in interacting with, with Jim, there's a, there's a sense of that, a little bit of awe and an appreciation for, for what he's been a, as a broadcaster, but Jim Nance was as nice as could be uh, to me but I understand this concept that Nance is talking about because when you do respect somebody and admire somebody and they have this, you know, aura and presence uh, about them, especially John Madden was a big guy. Uh, you feel you, it's intimidating. It, it really mm -hmm. is. Are you surprised by this though? That, that, that Nance would admit this. I love that he did because it shows that he's not too conceited to admit something like this because uh, Jim is, one of the greats, Mount Rushmore Absolutely. of broadcasters. And for him to admit this, I think shows that he has some humility. He's not this, oh, I'm not intimidated by anyone. I'm the greatest. No one makes me feel this way. 
But I, I think it shows his humility and his love of broadcasting to show honor and to respect the greats of those that were before him and led the charge. So it is surprising because it's probably uncommon for the greats in their respective field to say something like this, especially using the I word intimidated like mm. that in the sports world isn't used that much because right. it's a cool. sign of weakness. I think it's really cool though, because it really shows honor to John Madden and that someone like Jim Nance can still get giddy or feel intimidated by a guy like John Madden. But the idea that he had the opportunity that, that most likely John Madden was willing to spend time with him. Yeah. And Jim Nance didn't take full advantage of it. And so now he's thinking back going, wait, I should have spent more time with him. I know. What was I doing? Because everything we've heard about Madden, I, Jim said it, he's a man of the people. He, watching his documentary that came out after he passed, he was he always took time to talk to fans, talk to friends, never at in the, a rush. At the, uh, gas station. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, that's just really, really cool about him. And and one other thing that, that goes, it's not necessarily what our talking point today is, but but I love this in the conversation. Jim Nance said that that John Madden, he was a hang guy. John was never in a hurry, never wanted to break up the hang. <laughs> I, I've never heard that verbiage, but I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, I always I haven't said it in a while, but I always say sweet, sweet hanging. Uh, if I'm, if I, you know, after hanging out with somebody, Hey, sweet, sweet hanging, it's from a movie, but, um, but anyway, so, but this idea that John Madden just wanted to hang, he wanted to be, you know, with people and, and interact and tell stories. And you think about whoever did get to spend time with John Madden, just listening to him and his football knowledge and been around, you know, around the game for so long and in a lot of different situations as a, as a broadcaster, but as a coach and, uh, having all of those relationships and all the, you know, just experiences and stories that he could share with whoever would listen. And so, you know, here Jim Nance is reflecting and, and he goes on to, uh, to say, but when I was around John, I just never quite broke through that barrier of being in awe of him. He's the most normal guy ever, but I just think it speaks to my love, respect and appreciation for him. I looked up to him so much. I lived a mile from him. Hmm. Then he also said, you get older in life and you think, you should have handled that relationship a little bit better. Man, he was good to me. I wish I had more time with him. It was there. I know it was there if I had a little more self-confidence in that relationship. Um, and, and so uh, last thing Gosh. he said, I just, I just had a certain level of ad admiration that was so high that it made, it, it made me not natural in communicating with him. I just looked up to him so much. And that's astonishing. If someone would have read you that quote and they would have said, guess who said this? Hmm. Jim Nance is bottom of the list. <laughs> bottom of the list. That's fascinating from a guy like Jim Nance to say that. Because how often does he make people feel that way? Or not him, but how often do people feel that way interacting with Jim Nance? That's probably right. tons. Every intern that walks through the door. And Jim's a kind guy, probably. And you've met him, and he's been great and, and great to talk to. Every intern, every producer a co-host, a co-broadcaster, they probably have these same feelings with him. So I'll share this story. This is, uh, it's kind of, I don't know, personal, but I'll share it anyway, just for, for content perspective. Uh, so I, I, I was with Jim Nance at a wedding. So one of my best friends, uh, his godfather is Jim Nance. 
And, and so we were at the wedding and I got an opportunity to spend a few minutes with Jim one-on-one. And he was real interested in what I was doing with unpacking it at the time and, and was just willing to kind of hear, hear me out, uh, but also just encourage me. And it was a special, special moment. And I was, I was in awe that I was having that moment. And I was having this moment knowing that other people were watching me have this moment. Oh yeah. And it was, it was sort of a surreal thing for me. And what's so interesting too, and this, this parallels well for us today, we were really close to each other. We, he was a close talker. And I don't know if it was my fault or his fault, but we ended up in a really close conversation. And, and you know, in the middle of a loud, a loud wedding, which I guess was, was part of the, the reason. But, but there we were having this, this you know, memorable, awesome conversation. And, and anyway, so that's my experience in, in being in awe. And then hearing Jim Nance talk about, hey, when he was with John Madden, he felt that too. Uh, but, but, but I can say confidently too, Jim was always good to me. The, the times mm-hmm. I've met him and, and been around him uh, has always been great. He was on my show when I was in college. He came on as a guest. And so anyway, so it's all, it's all cool stuff. But this parallel for us today, I, I think is, is really important and profound when it comes to our relationship with God. And, and I wonder if we you know, reflect on the time that we spend with God, would we say, ah, I wish I spent more time with God. And the difference here is God is still here. He's still with us. Uh, we still have the opportunity. So as long as we're, we're you know, it's today, we've got time to spend with God. And, and so the, the conversation we want to have today is, one, what does it mean to spend time with God? And why aren't we spending time with God? And are we actually intimidated by God? Now, we absolutely want to have awe, reverence, the proper kind of fear of God, because he is worthy of praise and worship and and, and is the, the, the God of the universe, God Almighty. But thankfully, he also wants to have a personal relationship with us, and I'll let Luke talk about that more, and, and, and we have the ability to be in his presence, and to spend time with him. So why don't we take more advantage of it? Mm. We'll, 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 we'll look at some of those, those reasons. Convicting. Uh, as, you've, as you say that, and I mean, as I was preparing for this show, it's, it's a convicting question because with the right view of God, we, we fall very short of the amount of time we should be spending with him. Mm. With what he's done for us, through Christ, uh, to to offer us freely right relationship with Him through faith in Jesus, what He's done for us, His love for us, His grace, His mercy, His goodness, His magnitude, all of His attributes, His characteristics, that should be someone we are spending so much time with, and yet we don't, for so many reasons. But the reality is, we don't. And Jim's thinking back to his relationship with John Madden, and there were probably, yeah, there's the intimidation factor, but there's probably a lot of other reasons, busyness, uh, an assortment of reasons. But the reality for Jim, as he reflects on his relationship with John Madden, is that I just didn't. The reality Mm. is I didn't spend enough time with him as I should have. And the Mm. reality for us, for all of us, if we really take an honest look at our lives, is the reality is we don't spend enough time with God 
especially when we consider who he is and what he has done for us. Absolutely. So here, here are some of the, the questions and, and things to consider in, in our own lives. Do we put up a barrier between us and him because we know how big he is and we have so much respect and appreciation for him that we think, who, who am I to bother him? Who, who am I to, to try to spend time with him? Or do we allow our sin and our shame to hold us back? And, and do we miss out on spending time with him because we buy the lie that he doesn't have time for us? Oh, with all the people in the world, how does he have time for us? And, and do we get uncomfortable around him and we don't know what to say or we worry that we might say the wrong thing and end up kind of like what Jim Nance said, not natural in communicating with him. And so we know what this, uh, you, you get around somebody, and this happened to me a few months ago when I met my favorite quarterback, Jake DeLone. I, I fumbled. I fumbled and said goofy things. And I was like, wait, what, did I forget how to communicate? Well, no, he was my favorite guy for so long, and I, I got in front of him, and I just I, I fumbled the ball. And, and, but, but that's sometimes what we do with God. We think, oh, no, I'm, I, I don't know how to pray, or I, what if I say the wrong thing? And we, it's like, no, just communicate like normal. Just mm -hmm. communicate with, with him um, and be honest and real. And, and, and ultimately, we'll talk about being comfortable with him. Um, and then the other question, do we fear him in a way that leads to intimidation and then distance or the proper kind of fear that leads to worship in his presence? And so there is a difference. That's a whole topic to discuss on, a, on another podcast. But the idea of fear, proper fear, fear that leads to respect and honor is great. Fear that leads to, oh, I'm so intimidated and scared of God. That's not who he is. That's not what he wants. Um, now, he is all-powerful, and so we should have a proper fear of what he's capable of and, 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 and who he is and in his holiness. Um, but we don't want that fear to push us away. It should draw us closer. And then the other thing, do we lack confidence in the relationship and deem ourselves unworthy to be in his presence? And that kind of goes back to the sin and shame as well. And the reality is we are unworthy. You hear us talk about this. Yeah, we're not good enough in our own, in our own strength, and our own abilities, but because of Jesus, because when we place mm -hmm. our, our hope and faith in him, receive Jesus and his grace and his forgiveness and the salvation that he offers us, and he becomes our Lord and Savior of our life, we then have access to God in a personal way. We, we can enter into his presence, and so we get to spend time with God, and he's real and his presence is real, and the time we spend with him can be real and fruitful and, and something that we long for and pursue and seek after. And But it, it does. It takes effort, and we have to stop making excuses, and we have to move past some of these hurdles and some of these questions that we wrestle with and understand who God really is and what he's inviting us into. Yeah, exactly. Who are we to approach God? That's, that's the right question, and the answer is— we have no business approaching him with understanding of our sin <clears throat> and who we are. But thankfully, God in his goodness hasn't made it guesswork for us. Can we approach him? I know I have sin. I know I'm not holy. No, God is transcendent, powerful, outside of time, but also he has entered into time, entered into our lives, and he has revealed to us through the scriptures, through the Bible, the one true God that the Bible reveals to us tells us to draw near to him. Mm. He has made a way for us to draw near to him. Not uh, God desires that, and he's made a way through his son and by the power of the Spirit 
So there's no guesswork on, yes, who am I to approach God? Certainly in our own sin and unholiness, in our own strength. But God has made the way. Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the life. Only through him can you <laughs> can you have right relationship with the Father. So the guesswork's taken away, which is tremendous news for us. So here's what it says, Hebrews 10, 19 through 23. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly, without wavering, to the hope we affirm for God, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. And so there's a lot of theology in here and a lot to, to kind of understand here and a lot to unpack, but, but for the conversation today, we have access to God through Jesus. And, and when Jesus died and, and came back to life and that, that veil was torn uh, between us and God, and now we can enter in with confidence and, and we, can, we can know him, we can experience him and spend time with him. And so, Luke, I, I even want to even kind of go back a step, too, to say, what does it actually mean to spend time with God? And, and so th th this morning, I woke up early. I, I don't set an alarm uh, most days. I just wake up when I wake up. It's like and uh, Kramer God's from Seinfeld, the internal God, alarm. That's right. That's right. You just <laughs> tell yourself, all right, and God kind of wakes me up. Uh, but today was a, an early morning. I really felt like I, I needed partly because I was going to talk about this, but, <laughs> but needed to spend time with them. So I didn't, I didn't exercise. I spent time with God uh, in prayer and, and did some reading and read a couple of Psalms. And I just sat there and, you know, there's an opportunity when, when we spend time with God to lay our requests before him, to listen, to read his word. And, 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 and what else, what else does it look like to, to spend time with God? Yeah, I think, there's there's certainly, and I've wrestled with this too, there's a lot of Christians who they look at time with God, it needs to be perfect. I need mm -hmm. to have perfect time with God. Or they'll leave time with God, and they'll say, ah, that just didn't get that feeling. I wonder if that wasn't good time with God. That's the wrong way to look at it. It's it's not rocket science. It's It's really simple of just taking the time to be in God's presence. And how do we do that? We have his word. God in his grace has given us his word written by people who are inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the very words of God. We have God's revelation to us, which tells mm. us what's God's character, what's God's will, how do we fellowship with God. So reading God's word, meditating on it, that, that the language of meditating on God's word, which basically means like having it on the, the tip of your tongue, that um, it's always on on in your mouth to to constantly think about and say, being saturated. Uh, yeah, being saturated. Yes, prayer, talking to God, listening to God, making your requests known to God. Not because He doesn't know them, but because that's a way we fellowship as we tell God, and somehow in God's grace and by His Spirit, as we talk to God, He's working on our hearts. He's softening our hearts. 
He's alerting our minds to things we didn't consider before. The same way we can read the same passage of Scripture a hundred times, in the hundredth time we see something we've never seen yeah. before, because His Spirit's working in the time and time again that we spend with Him. Um, and I think also there's there's plenty of other things where there's ways where we experience God's presence, such as for some people it's being in nature and, and being prayerful and maybe going on a walk and you're, you're praying to God, thanking Him for nature. Being with God's people is a way to experience God's presence hmm. and to have an overwhelming feeling of gratitude that I'm with God's people. But I think overall personal devotion time with God really is time reading God's Word, which is His revelation to us, and then praying, and then listening in just a quiet heart. What What is the Spirit wanting to communicate to me? Absolutely. And 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 what we want to encourage ourselves with today is let, let's not be intimidated by this. Intimidated by spending time with God or intimidated by God. And, you know, in talking about Jim Nance and, and John Madden, there was a, an intimidation factor there uh, that that held back the potential of that of that relationship. And so we have to break through that that intimidation and be willing to embrace what what God is is offering us in spending time with him and and to truly long for that and and to make the sacrifices of of, of time to do that. And and here's the reality. I talked about this morning I had I had a nice time with the Lord. There are certain days where I don't feel like it. My feelings aren't there. Ah, I just, I feel, ah, I got too much on my mind. I, I'm, I'm this or that. Or I, you know, if it's at the end of the day, it's I'd rather watch TV uh, or, or, you know, we make these different decisions. Honestly, throughout the playoffs, I'll wake up and watch the playoffs. Um, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll spend a few, few minutes with God and then it's like, oh, I got to catch up on, on last night's game. And, and so what do, I, what do I value more? What do I prioritize more? And, and to think that this is the God of the universe who, who we do, we put in, you know, we, we have a, a respect and, a, and an awe of him. It's like, all right, let, all right, God, I'll give you five minutes. What do you got for me today? And that's what we do. That's what I do. Yeah. I hate to admit that, but that, that's what I do. It's like, all right, come on, five minutes. Come on, tell me something good. Tell me, encourage me. And it's like, no, 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 no. We have the opportunity to spend quality time with him it doesn't always have to be three hours or even an hour but but it's but let, are we giving him our our first and our best with our time yeah and 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 he's made himself available to us so what are we doing mm -hmm. and you know jim nance says i lived right around the corner from him god is close to us we can draw close to him we're the ones kind of going the other way and we're we're looking around getting distracted by everything else so, so what else prevents you from, from spending time with God or, or people listening yeah. today maybe thinking, ah, this is what prevents me from spending time with him? Yeah, I think that's a, a great, you know, practical things to think through on. Why am I not spending time with God? I think, you know, one of those reasons is a wrong belief about God. You know, he knows everything about us. Some mm. That causes feelings of shame and embarrassment for some people. But that comes from a wrong belief about God, that because God knows everything about you, now he's going to use it against you, or he's not for your good. No, God knows everything about us, and yet offers us salvation, and yet desires relationship with us, which is amazing. Continues to show us mercy and grace Continues, and love. Continues, absolutely, yes. Doesn't give us the stiff arm because he knows what we thought about or what we did last night. It's like, no, he loves us so much. So 
uh, uh, having a right belief about God is important. And I think this is also related to another reason we na- we may not be spending time with God is we don't know how, we aren't encouraged to, or we're unclear about the purpose of time with God. And I think this all comes down to a, a discipleship issue on do we have someone, a more mature believer in our life, who is able to model time with God for us? Who can hold us accountable? Who's actually encouraging us to spend time with God? Who's teaching us this is the purpose of time with God? This is how you have time with God. I think that's very important to have more mature Christians in your life who are coming alongside you, and we can look at their life and we say, man, I see how often they're spending time with God. I can follow that model. Not that their model is is perfect or anything like that, but it's it's another person of God to encourage us to do that. Um, and you know, there's plenty of other reasons, but I've, if do you have any thoughts on those so far? I've got a, a couple of more practical reasons we may not spend time with God. Well, I think, like I was describing earlier, we... We view it the wrong way, and we try to do it more of a, a check check the box type of thing. Or let me read a few verses, or let me let me only you know just quickly read through the devotional. Hopefully, you enjoy the unpacking it devotionals, and you read them. Are, but are you reading them and then just on to your next email, or are you reading it in a time where you really can spend time with God and say, okay, what are you saying through the scripture here, and what are you saying to me today? And so. We wonder why we're not embrace or enjoying or, or uh, experiencing the fruit of that time. Well, we're not approaching it with, with the right strategy, kind of like you like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, not that it's it doesn't need to be formulaic. It's hey, it's a relationship. And going back to, to describing Jim Jim Nance and John Madden, it's sitting with John Madden and listening to him tell stories yeah. and insight, and you soak it in. Mm-hmm. And you, you you leave being with John Madden, I imagine, at that, you know, when, when Jim Nance was spending time with him, you feel, man, that was awesome. That was fun. I'm filled up. And I learned a lot. And that was a worthwhile time. Yep. And that's the same for us. When we come to God with open hands, open heart, open mind, and we acknowledge who he is, we we praise him for who he is, we thank him for everything he's done for us, and we just sit and listen, and we're still before him. And, and all those crazy thoughts running through our head and all the reasons for why we shouldn't be spending time with them or I should be doing this or that or, oh, I got this hanging over my head. And we, we, we ask God to release that from us and just say, God, take it from me because I want to be in this moment, this special holy moment with you, and I want to be filled up by your presence, by your goodness. And that's what empowers us to then go throughout the day uh, with him but it's that spending time, especially in the morning, uh, which I just think is so important um, mm-hmm. to get so us going. I've got three more that I'll quickly go through of reasons that, as I was thinking and reading various things on reasons why we don't spend time with God, one of them is we don't desire it, which is can be a really difficult thing to wrestle with. Man, I just don't desire time with God. I have experienced that many times in my life. And I had a mentor of mine encourage me. He said, because so I told him, I was like, man, I really want to desire time with God. And he's like, that right there is an evidence of God's grace in your life. Mm. The want to want to. <laughs> now, that's not a, a biblical phrase or anything, but the desire 
to desire time with God is still an evidence of God's grace working in your life. And if you don't desire, ask God to give you the desire to spend time with him. And he is beyond faithful. He's done that in my life. One of my good buddies uh, um, has, him and I have, have both wrestled with this and he will both let each other know, hey man, I'm, I feel like the past few weeks I've really desired time in God's word. And we just celebrate that because it, it kind of ebbs and flows sometimes. And that's just a reality. Uh, the other, another reason I think we don't spend time with God is everything else sounds better. We are in a very distracted society and, you know, leaving the TV on in the same room we're trying to read God's word. Yeah, we're going to end up watching TV because that sounds better. Not willing to put our phones down, not willing to wake up a little earlier because sleep sounds better. So many things sound better, but we're not willing to embrace the discipline it requires. Because to your point earlier, there's many mornings or evenings or whenever we read or spend time with God, we don't feel like it at all. So many things sound better, but we have to be willing. And maybe it's an accountability partner or asking someone to help us with this, but we have to be willing to cut out the distractions because especially in our digital society, so many things are begging for our attention and that really pry our eyes from God's word and time uh, and prayer. And the last one is, this is something I've really been learning the past year is, pride is a, a huge reason we don't spend time with God. We, need, we may not consciously be thinking this, but really time and time, not spending time with God is saying we don't need him. Uh, we feel like we don't need him. You know, I don't, I'd rather do this. Now, time watching TV is, is more important for me. More mm -hmm. sleep is more important for me. Oh, I know I need to spend time in God's word. I need to be praying, but no, I'm not going to do it. That is saying, whether we are thinking it or not, we don't need God. We don't need time in God's Word. We don't need prayer, but we do. And it's it's sometimes difficult to feel our need for God, especially I've, I've been thinking through this, you know, in America where a lot of many people's material needs are met, it's hard to, to really feel, man, what, do I really need God? Yes, He's the creator of all. He's sustaining everything. But sometimes we don't feel that and we get we turn inward and we're self-starters and we're self-reliant and that causes us not to spend time with god so there's a humility and an, an understanding of i need god daily even though sometimes i don't necessarily see how but i absolutely do because i haven't god's word says i am uh, have no strength in myself but it's only by the power of god i'm able to follow him and live a life worshiping him Amen. Well said. That's encouraging. And, and so we'll, we'll wrap up uh, just kind of going back to the, the, the concept of intimidation and God is so big. And the, the idea that, that he's able to have a personal relationship with all of us is astounding. It's hard for us to wrap our, our minds around. But the reality is Luke and I are at different stages of life, but we experience the same God. And, and he's, he's spending time with them at a different time. I'm spending time. And when we, you know, when we experience God, we experience God. That's, that's, he, he's made himself available and he's got time for us. And so do we have time for him? And so we don't have to be intimidated by, well, I don't know if he's got time for me or doesn't he have more important things to do than, than worry about me or, well, he's so, I got so much 
respect for God. I'm just going to, you know, I'm not even going to bother him with, with my, my issues. No, he, he loves us so much and he loves us so much personally. That's, that's how amazing of a God he is. And so let's embrace it and let's, let's rest in him. Let's sit at his feet. Let, let, let's go to him. Let's seek him with, with all of our heart, mind, strength, and, uh, and, and soul. And, and, and let's enjoy, uh, who he is and enjoy his presence. His presence has been made available to us. And it's not that we just spend time with him in the morning and then we, we go and do our own thing. No, he, he comes with us. But as we acknowledge that presence, we're, yeah. we're more aware and, and more empowered uh, to really walk through our day with him. Yeah. And so yeah. Because then your, your time with God can then become the, for what many, uh, cultural Christians, we go to church on Sunday and then the rest of the week I do my own thing. We don't want time with God, even if it's daily to become, oh, I got my time with God, now I'm doing my own thing. No, we have our intentional time with God, and then throughout the day we're mindful of God. We're praying throughout the day. We are expressing gratitude to God throughout the day, confessing sin, uh, serving others. It's not just, oh yeah, I had my 30 minutes in the morning. Now it's me time for the rest of the day. Then right. that just misses the point because then it's just, oh, I just check it off. And now then it just becomes a work or a way to feel better about ourselves. There's so much to enjoy. There's so much to enjoy in him and, and with him and through him. And so let's take advantage of it. And, and we have this reassurance in Hebrews 4.16. This is the amplified version. Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace that is the throne of God's gracious favor with confidence and without fear so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help in time of need an appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. And I was reading some, some ESV study notes about this. And, and so this confidence is with reference to speaking before someone of great rank or power. So in the Greek, in talking about someone with great rank or power. And so, you know, we're talking about it being uncomfortable around John Madden or around our favorite athlete that we meet or somebody that we think is important. There's nobody more important and, and worthy of honor and praise than, than God is, yet we come before him with confidence. Mm -hmm. Confidence that he will receive us, confidence that he will show us grace and mercy and, and blessing and favor. And, and so, which don't get carried away with that, Spiritual blessing, spiritual flavor, flavor, little flavor, um, <laughs> and, uh, and and then also it, it indicates that that Christians may um, come before God and and speak plainly and honestly, yet still with appropriate reverence, without fear that that will incur shame or punishment uh, by doing so. No, we freely do it. We come before Him, and and so uh, and that's because of Jesus. And and so we've we've got to. We've got to know Jesus and have surrendered our lives to him and made him our Lord and Savior, and, and we get this access to him and, and to the God of the universe. And so uh, we continue with the awe and the reverence, yet in, in that, in that awe and reverence, it draws us closer to him. Mm -hmm. It doesn't push us away. It doesn't intimidate us. No, it draws us closer to him so that we can experience uh, him in a, in a personal, real, fruitful, fulfilling way. So there you go. This was a little long today, but man, it's a, it's an important conversation. I know it's encouraging to me because I'm I'm right there with you. It, it's a it's a daily struggle. The, the the cares of this world, the the distractions of this world, all that stuff is pulling at us. 
yet right around the corner, we've got God. He's right yeah. there with us. He's right, right there with us. So uh, thank you, Jim Nance, for the, uh, the inspiration <laughs> today, the, the parallel that, that we were able to use. Uh, so that was, that was cool. Hopefully, we, maybe we can get this in front of, in front of Jim. That'd be Come cool. Come on, Jim. All right. So, Luke, great job. Great insight. Appreciate you, man. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. Go spend some time with the Lord. Let's go.